Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ag Innovation News Podcast, presented by the Agricultural Utilization Research Institute of Minnesota. I'm Dan Scogan, your host for the Ag Innovation News Podcast. Guests on the Ag Innovation News Podcast will shed light on innovations in value-added agriculture, highlight important voices and work that's being done throughout Minnesota's egg sector, and educate the public about resources and organizations that support Minnesota agriculture. Today we bring you the first of two special episodes of the Egg Innovation News Podcast, where we will be discussing the Bold Open, a reverse pitch innovation challenge that kicked off last month and invites bright minds to help solve important food and egg industry challenges. To begin that conversation, we have Shannon Schlecht with us today. Shannon is the Executive Director of the Agricultural Utilization Research Institute, which hosts the annual Bold Open. Shannon is here today to share insights on what the Bold Open is, how it works, and how it can impact the food and ag industry, and how you can get involved. Shannon, welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Dan. It's great to be here with you today and talk about Bold Open and innovation. Well, let's begin first with the big question by educating our listeners on Bold Open. Can you describe what the Bold Open is and how it's formatted? The Bold Open is really a unique program that we started back in 2018. And we were looking at ways that we could explore you know, innovation and how do we accelerate it and move some of these opportunities forward. I would say through more of a pull approach. So really looking at what problems exist out in the food and egg industry and finding companies that are really looking for novel solutions and ways that we can help spread the word around what those are and then identify those entrepreneurs and innovators that want to collaborate and move their ideas forward with commercialization opportunities. So it really started with the Embold Coalition, which is a Minnesota CEO-driven coalition of food and agricultural businesses. We had identified innovation as a, a pillar of focus, and we're just thinking about what are potential initiatives that we could take. And this idea of a reverse pitch and an open innovation platform was one that felt like it was very tangible and really built upon the strengths of our ecosystem here of these established companies and thinking about innovation a little bit differently. Programs like this had been done in the IT area and the biotechnology area. And why not try it in food and agriculture was kind of the, the thought at the time to broadcast these innovation challenges out and take that more open approach of R&D and innovation and, and move it along. In short, I would say, Dan, it, it really was how do we flip this entrepreneurial idea around of, you know, pitching ideas and really start pulling ideas into the commercial marketplace. I think it is really a unique approach to solving problems. And I think as we explain it to people, the, the light kind of comes on and they go, hey, I like that. Because it's not entrepreneurs standing up in front of an audience that are saying, we can do this and this and this. It's actually industry letting us look behind the curtain a little bit and listening to problems they're trying to solve and then seeing who's out there that might be able to solve it. To me, it's really unique completely agree. It's a format of how do you open up opportunities beyond your four walls overall, and then have those right companies that have the resources and the ability to really take these collaborative approaches and commercialize opportunities. I know at AURI, we're really in the business of commercializing new ideas and accelerating the pathway of those ideas into the marketplace to really drive impact for the food and agricultural industry. And this is a great tool. I think of this reverse pitch and open innovation model that really allows us to do that. And with a handful of companies where maybe, you know, we don't have current projects, but we can be the connector and the, uh, the bridge builder of really creative ideas to a company that has the resources and has the desire and is really looking for a way to pull those ideas 
into their programs and commercialize them. So Shannon, share a little bit, if you would, about how AURI identifies those right companies to participate. Are they contacting AURI or is AURI recruiting these companies or how does that process work? So as we look at the landscape, we do a, a lot of conversations throughout the year with different entities in terms of their innovation needs and, and what they're looking for. So we always have a list of companies that we know are looking for new innovations and do a, just a lot of conversations to identify the right mix of players and companies that are willing to pitch a need at a given time. So I would say it's a little bit of both then in terms of companies reaching out to us that are interested in it, that have viewed it over the last several years that we've been doing it. But then also for us to find those right companies that we think have the resources and have the ability to really drive change and drive impact overall. So I would say a mix of everything that comes into play. And of course, we want to see those companies that have the ability, again, to take these ideas, look for collaborative opportunities and really move them forward. I think what's been really unique for us is we've done different years where we've had wide open themes on food and agriculture, and then we've tried more themed approaches. And that does change the recruitment process in terms of the companies that are the right mix or the, the right fit. In the first year that we did it, it was very corporate focused in terms of the large companies. But as we know, Minnesota has a lot of, I'd say, mid-sized agricultural businesses and cooperatives. And we also have a great nonprofit trade associations and industry groups that have the resources and the abilities to move things forward. So in the last few years, we've really done a lot more of a mix of entities that are participating and looking at this as a way that they can drive their goals forward and objectives around innovation by using the Bold Open and the Reverse Pitch platform. So if somebody who represents a company is listening to our podcast today, this is a little unique for the companies too, because they're actually identifying a weak spot or a point in the value chain of their company, and they're willing to put that out there. Are you at some point needing to coach them up a little bit or encourage them to be as transparent as possible? Or what's that process for the company? We know that sometimes it's hard to pitch things that are pretty close to the chest in terms of confidential business information. But we work with companies where they have an idea or have a thought and scope it out in a way that makes sense for them, as well as what we think would be understandable to a solution provider as an innovator or an entrepreneur to make sure that we're speaking the same language in terms of the problem that they see and how we frame it up as a problem and solution space area to those that might be submitting proposals. So it is a bit of a bit of a dance in terms of having those conversations, finding that right language that really allows us to put those innovation challenge problems out there in a way that works for both parties. And we want to remind our listeners that you're listening to the Egg Innovation News podcast. And today we're talking about the Bold Open and the reverse pitch portion of the Bold Open. Shannon Schlecht is the executive director of AURI, and he's laying the groundwork for us. But in the second half of our podcast today, we're actually going to talk to one of the people who has brought a pitch forward or a reverse pitch, if you will. And that is Mark Schober from Bremer Bank. And Mark's going to talk about that and why they got involved. But Shannon, as we move forward here on this portion of the podcast, maybe share the different challenges that were presented this year. What were the industries looking to solve? So we had a great mix of challenges this year. It was one of the years that we did a wide open innovation without a theme. 
we had a, a nice range, I would say, in diversity of innovation challenges that were being offered this year. At the New Uses Forum, we had eight companies that pitched their challenges, ranging from nonprofits again up to our corporate partners that were looking for solutions. This year, we had a few in the digital space, I would say, and really looking at data in terms of what are ways that we can provide better insights through the data that is being generated across multiple platforms. How does it come together in a way that's usable and tangible for industry as well as for producers to make insightful decisions using that data and driving their business forward? And I say another theme area that came out of this year was really around sustainability and upcycling. Formel Foods, for example, looked at upcycling the raw materials into different opportunities that they might have and just better understanding the landscape of raw materials that exist across Minnesota and across the region that they might be able to utilize in some of their processes or products and help meet some of their sustainability goals. And then Busy Coffee is growing quickly as a business and they're generating a lot of coffee ground as their business continues to grow. And they were looking for you know, what are other ideas for a higher value use of their spent coffee grounds and ideas that others may have beyond composting that they're doing today, for example. And then ARI, we also had a challenge around nutrient recycling. And this is an area that's high interest to us in terms of thinking about the different byproduct streams and co-product streams that exist out there and thinking about fertilizer markets and circular approaches of nutrient recovery that could go back into agricultural applications, as well as provide a value stream for those processing businesses or producers that are generating those different byproduct streams. And then we had a nonprofit that the Egg Innovation Campus through Minnesota Soybean that really pitched their concept that they have, which is very novel in terms of operating a small oilseed crush and really looking at that chasm of development in terms of just the challenges that companies have in that valley of death of you figured out the research element of it and now how do you uh, scale that up and, and get to the critical masses to make it interesting from a business opportunity. And they pitched the need for collaborative partners in terms of making that a successful endeavor as well and really helping each other in terms of new oilseed innovations and the opportunities that exist there. And then you've already mentioned Bremer in terms of their challenge of looking for more timely opportunities for small loans. And then Step One Foods, which is a really interesting company in terms of food and health and medically tailored foods and a big challenge in terms of how do we think about diet in terms of our health and how do we get past the pharmaceutical side of it, of the root cause, I would say, of some of the disease issues and the simple solutions versus thinking about the root cause or how do we get to the heart of it and thinking about healthcare models differently and medically tailored foods differently. So a broad range, right, as you heard there, Dan, in terms of what we had at this year's Bold Open. So Shannon, as I hear you tick those off, I think it's important for our listeners to remember that even though the Bold Open and the reverse pitch is done at an AURI event, the New Uses Forum, these pitches are not really geared toward AURI, but geared toward the entrepreneurial or research world in general. So anybody can listen, pick up on an idea and try to solve it. Is that right? That's exactly right. This is really geared towards getting a point of entry into some of these companies through this unique platform. So I would say it's really for anybody that has novel ideas that are looking to commercialize those ideas, find a, a synergistic partnership or relationship around some ideation that they've had, and then submitting their concept through the Bold Open website and the proposal framework, because that ensures that it gets in front of AURI for some due diligence. But more importantly, we've got the point of entry into these companies to make sure that you're having the correct conversation with somebody that can move it forward. There is merit in that idea, and if it's a good fit for what they were looking for from a solution space. So first of all, maybe two or three steps here. How can someone review the pitches that were made this year? 
early on, are there non-disclosure agreements that have to be reconciled? And then what are some of the benefits to the entrepreneur or the researcher who might want to try to submit a proposal or solve a problem? The best way to view the proposals today is through our Bold Open website, which is boldopenmn.com. And all the proposals are listed there along with videos of the pitches from the, the different companies. So a couple of different formats or channels that you can use to look at those challenges and get a better understanding of them. And then there is a submit a proposal icon with the Bold Open website as well. And that is the, really the best way to submit a non-confidential. So there's no need for a non-disclosure agreement or, or sign off. There's different terms that are listed there. And that just allows for a really high level overview of the idea to be submitted and to start that process and to start that conversation. That submission comes through to ARI, we take a look at it. And if we have any questions or anything, we go back to the submitter and then pass it along to the company in terms of their review and whatever those next steps might be on their end. It could be a one-on-one -on -one conversation starting that process of non-disclosure agreements and confidential conversations, and hopefully then moving forward on that idea to a next step from a development phase and seeing how it might be implemented and how it solves that problem. That would be the easiest way and the best way to get your idea because it does get in front of both ARI and the company that offered that innovation challenge. And again, I think from a standpoint, it gets the right point of entry into those companies, as well as a known first step that there is a problem that you're solving when you submit this. So you're not just submitting a pitch and hope that that idea will be resonating with the company, but you're actually very targeted in terms of that possible synergistic relationship and potentially resources that could help move that idea forward and create a win-win outcome. And it just seems like through this process, you've opened the door that is sometimes very hard to get open. I think that's exactly right. It's sometimes hard to navigate through the channels in terms of who should I talk to, who's the right person to go to. And we do solve that issue through this platform because we've got identified parties at those entities that are focusing on these areas. It's something that they think about on a daily basis in terms of how do we look at innovation and solutions to solve these problems that we're seeing, eases that process and makes it much more efficient. Shannon, if someone has an idea, they've maybe gone to the website, looked at some of these pitches, they have an idea for a solution to one or more of those challenges, what do they need to do now to submit a proposal? And is there a deadline? We do have a deadline of June 2nd of submitting a proposal for this round of Bold Open Challenges. So I would encourage, again, anyone that has an idea, submit early through that Submit a Proposal button because that gives us a little bit of time to do some diligence around it as well with you, help frame it up appropriately, and then have it meeting that deadline of June 2nd. But I'd also encourage those that have ideas. We've got several years of challenges listed on the website as well. While our focus is on this year's challenges, go back and review those other challenges as well, just to get a good idea of different challenges that companies are facing as you're thinking about solutions or ideas. I think it really gives a good landscape of challenges that companies are facing and hopefully better positions you for having those right conversations and achieving that pull approach of moving ideas through this innovation pipeline that we have. Those would be a couple of thoughts. You can always submit ideas around those as well if you have something. I don't think those challenges ever really go away, but I would highly encourage you to focus on the 2023 challenges through June 2nd, and then maybe go back and revisit into the summer on some of those other innovation challenge areas. And we want to move on to our first guest inside of the challenge, but Shannon, do these proposals need to be pretty tight or can they be kind of general to see if they're on the right track? 
So we have a template through that submit a proposal with different fields that are outlined. So just fill those in as best as you can. And I would encourage it to be relatively general, but yet to the point of navigating that a little bit to make it of interest for the company to reach out and have a conversation. I think there's a lot that can be done without divulging too much confidential information at this point in this early stage. And I would encourage those that have ideas again to submit, use those templates that we have, and then keep it as non-confidential as you can in terms of what that submission is. And then we can work on that behind the scenes with the bold open companies that participated this year. Great stuff today on Ag Innovation News, Shannon. Appreciate your time today and good luck on getting some of those submissions brought to light. Thank you, Dan. It's always fun to talk about open innovation. I have had conversations about open innovation in our reverse pitch with so many different entities from around the country, and they're really excited about this model and several others are trying it and seeing how we can all work together to really accelerate some of these innovation opportunities. I look forward to hearing from our first challenge provider from Bremer Bank and to Step One Foods as well. And again, hoping that we see a lot of great solutions from this amazing entrepreneurial ecosystem that we have here in Minnesota and across the country that are really trying to drive food and egg innovation forward. Great stuff. And it was all brought to light at the New Uses Forum this year. And we're talking about the bold open and the reverse pitch that took place. And Shannon Schleck, the executive director at AURI, has been our guest today. Shannon, thanks so much. Thank you, Dan. Now, one of those presenters for the reverse pitch was Mark Schober from Bremer Bank. Mark, welcome to the program. I think we'll just have you start with a little background on yourself and your journey to Bremer Bank. How'd you get there? Thanks for having me, Dan. I appreciate it. Grew up on a small farm in southeastern Wisconsin. My parents were not farmers themselves, but we just leased our land out. My neighbor grew alfalfa, corn, soybeans, and some winter wheat growing up. So at least I had a had a cornfield in my front yard, got woke up by crop dusters when I was little, kind of intrigued by the big machines when I was little. And the actual only crop that I grew when I was when I was uh, growing up were pumpkins. So technically, I guess we were, we were a couple acres of pumpkin farmers. But I, I grew up down, like I said, southeast Wisconsin and then moved up to Minnesota and eventually got connected up with Bremer Bank, where I do our specialized agriculture solutions, which really includes everything new in ag. So think of that as our ag innovation work or any of our ag strategy, anything that has to do with growing our, our ag portfolio really by any means necessary. We have bankers spread out throughout North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and most recently expanding into South Dakota and Iowa, and that's uh, part of my work here. So you chose banking rather than crop dusting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although my my, uh, my old man was, was a pilot, so we had a little landing strip between a couple fields, so I've been up quite a few times, but yeah, no no dusting in my background. Mark, we're going to circle back to you and talk more about Bremer Bank and their mission and, and your work and, and your reverse pitch at the New Uses Forum. But I want to remind our listeners that you're listening to the Ag Innovation News podcast, and we're visiting with Mark Schober from Bremer Bank. So Mark, tell us a little bit more about Bremer Bank. We, we certainly know the name, but tell us about their mission, their purpose, uh, the organization itself. Bremer is celebrating our 80th anniversary this year in 2023 based in St. Paul, Minnesota. We are the ninth largest egg bank in the U.S. And like I said before, we're physical footprint across North Dakota, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. And our egg footprint expands into South Dakota and Iowa as well. And our purpose is cultivating thriving communities. So we're very community focused here. For the most part, a commercial and egg bank. So Think of us as a full-service egg bank. So we have all of your banking solutions, including 
insurance advisory, full treasury management suite of products and services, succession planning in-house, equipment finance in-house, institutional advisory, even a, a new farm mortgage product. We are, for the most part, inside the farm gate financing when it comes to egg financing and, and banking needs, although we do go outside the farm gate and go into the food and egg supply chain. We're really here to help solve your toughest problems, seize your biggest opportunities, and achieve success on your terms now and in the future. So you must be working with established businesses that are producing revenue and, and hopefully some income, but do you work with the entrepreneurial community as well? We do. My work that trickles over into ag tech innovation works with a lot of these startups, and we actually are part of a few other organizations locally that I'm less in touch with as they are outside of the world of ag. But yes, we, we do work with them. I'm an advisor to a few of those organizations, and we certainly will do business with them or point them the right direction. We are very open innovation forward, I'll say. Bremer participated in our reverse pitch at the New Uses Forum this year. Let's give the audience a little context as we continue that conversation. What was your reverse pitch? What were you trying to solve? Our pitch was really about trying to create efficiencies in underwriting small ag credits. So in a nutshell, I'll say Bremer Bank is seeking ideas to implement faster decisions for small agriculture loans within farmland, lines of credit, and term loans. Innovative ways to underwrite small risk in agriculture will allow for faster decisions and a better customer experience. So really, we have been seeking out solutions to create any sort of efficiencies on, on our underwriting for ag for quite some time. And from a greater picture, our ag innovation work focuses on how can we generate higher revenues for our farm customers, so enabling our farm customers to, to generate their revenue, or create better efficiencies for Bremer so that we can do better at providing these banking services to our customers. So we thought, let's focus on the small credits and see where that can take us here. What would you characterize as the goals of this challenge? What would you like to see the end game be? I think it really boils around trying to provide easier access to quick capital for smaller sized farm operations or large operations who need capital relatively quickly. And that's really going to decrease the lender's resources needed to complete a transaction. So it will boil down to faster capital in a customer's account so that there are no hiccups along the way and doing it basically cheaper. We're an innovative bank with many innovative partners and rely on open innovation concepts that really leverage external partners. So when it comes to innovation, we really kind of ask why limit innovation to just inside your organization? We'd love to have external partners here. And if you could make it cheaper for Bremer and for the client, it sounds like that would be a win-win all the way around. Exactly. We're very farmer focused. And if we can do things faster, that's going to allow our customers to do things more efficiently as well, which hopefully boils down to, to better net income. And of course, going through the process of getting a loan can get clumsy at times, I guess maybe would be the word, or you can get bogged down in some of the uh, things that are being asked and how do I properly respond. And so part of the reverse pitch is you're looking for some suggestions. Is that fair? You're looking for some suggestions to make it a cleaner, more efficient process. Yeah, I think that's very fair. I mean, we purposely designed the pitch to be quite wide because we'd love to hear any and all ideas. But a good example I might boil down to would be around farm real estate. So think about farmland. And that's where a lot of my, my past background has been investing in farms. 
that if there is a faster way to underwrite the risk of a bare piece of farmland, I would be all over that. I think that that, that is an easy way to create efficiencies on underwriting farmland, for example. And do you think there is? I mean, is there a solution in there someplace? Yeah, I think there is. I think they could be either technology solutions to better value comparable sales so that, like you said, in that loan process from intake to actually closing a loan, there's a way to value the asset faster. I would be very intrigued by that. Or just even collecting the general information about the farm. Years ago, you'd have to fill out all this information on paper and hand it over across the desk. Now we're, we're using a lot more technology, but still when it comes to farms, there's still quite a bit of manual process. Said in, in, in the actual reverse pitch, but really try to think simple solutions. The simpler, the better. Any type of manual labor is something that we were really trying to get away from to create those efficiencies to do things cheaper and, and enable our customers to be faster. And then brings a question to mind about the confidence that the banking industry would have in a quicker, simpler solution. It seems like the bank always wants just a little more information. And to be clear, uh, to protect themselves, they're making a loan on a, on a product that isn't there yet, and, and they want to get a return. You think the bank is going to be receptive to that for the most part? Absolutely. The days of being cumbersome and asking for two extra pieces of information are, are on their way out. And Bremer being so innovative focused really allows us to enable change faster. Even federal regulators are allowing for some of these efficient changes as well, which, which really makes things better today than what they have been in the past. So I think we would be open to being able to underwrite any types of credits like this in a faster manner. I think customers that are coming through your doors would welcome that. A little less paperwork and a little more open dialogue and, and let's get it done kind of attitude. Exactly. I want to circle back to what success might look like for Bremer Bank, what you are looking for, what you're not looking for. But I want to first tip our toe into the bold open itself. Bremer was involved, of course, through the reverse pitch in general. Why do you think Bremer Bank was interested in the bold open and what drew your company to participate? We've been supporting AURI for years, and we like the Bold Open because it gives us another chance to connect with the amazing egg community right here in the Corn Belt, where these solutions matter most to us. So we participated to support egg, but really to improve upon our egg innovation program as well. And to be honest with you, it was fun to hear the other reverse pitches. We may even propose a, a solution or two to the others as well. Nice. So I guess the circle is complete at that point. Very good. I know we have appreciated Bremer's support of our programs and participation in our programs. Why is it important to your industry, do you think, to be involved in these kinds of things? That's a really good question. I think that kind of overlaps into why is why is ag innovation important for agri-finance industry? And it rarely works to provide a solution to someone who is unaware of their problem. So why not intake industry problems and try to solve for them? We see that across ag tech innovation when there's there's a solid foundation to eventually get to a solution within ag or agri-finance, but that foundation doesn't have, let's say, the realistic legs to help a corn belt corn and soybean farmer, for example. So these reverse pitches to get out there and ask the agri-finance industry, what, what are some hurdles or how can we make things run faster is a great way to do this. Just like I go out to farms and I ask farmers for pain points. I basically am, am soliciting reverse pitches weekly. 
I want to remind our listeners that you're listening to the Egg Innovation News Podcast, and we're discussing the pitch that Bremer Bank put forward with Mark Schober right now. Mark, let's go back to what success might look like if somebody's picking up on this and wants to get involved and start to participate in solving the reverse pitch problem that Bremer Bank put forward. What does success look like internally at Bremer? My success on innovation things have to do with just just getting a good crop of ideas. I mean, let's let's intake some ideas and run with them. Submit some ideas, and we can sit down and brainstorm and talk about what's going to be realistic or or pivot in real time together. The path flows really from ideas to eventually trying to map out what a proof of concept might look like, and then once you execute a proof of concept, trying to develop key performance indicators to show what we're learning from the proof of concept. There are a few other steps in there, but eventually you're going to get to commercialization. So yes, it takes a little while, probably a little quicker than than developing the latest and greatest seed hybrid, but we want to intake these ideas and get the conversations going. Mark, I'm just curious, uh, when you talk about solving this problem and getting people involved in the process, are there particular innovators that you're trying to connect with? Ideally, an established company who has innovated with an agri-finance company before would probably be best, but I'll take ideas from anything. I'll even take one-off ideas and and we can spitball together and, and develop an ultimate solution further down the road. But for the most part, if you've worked with something within agriculture or finance, it's probably the best suited background, but I'm totally open to anything and we have taken ideas from well outside the ag world for other projects that we've worked on. But as one might expect, some background in banking and the process would be helpful. Certainly. Let's go toward a wrap-up here, Mark, a little bit and just talk about the banking industry itself. Are there other issues that are keeping you up at night or challenges in the industry right now? It's a good question. Egg banking's itself kind of in an interesting spot right now with increased rate environment, but really relatively financially healthy farmers overall. What we like to advise is try to control the things that you can. I had a farmer once tell me, well, you can't spray for the weather, but I'll take that a step further that you can work with a competent crop insurance advisor to help position you for when the weather doesn't cooperate in in, uh, in your favor. But really, we're, we're trying to stay up on all macro, micro ag factors. We have a lot of moving pieces right now for Midwest farmers, from things going on on the other side of the world, from crop outputs to even fertilizer inputs. So all I can say is try to rely on the right partners to make your operation more efficient. Mark, as we get ready to wrap up, I am going to ask you to repeat your challenge one last time for our listeners if they didn't catch it at the beginning of the podcast. But also more information on Bremer and Bremer Banking Systems. Where's a good source of information if if somebody's just looking for more information on Bremer? You can always visit bremer.com and from there you can funnel down and find the right person to connect with. On social media, I'll say we just launched our Instagram page. So we are on most social media platforms with a new one on Instagram most recently. And then for our pitch itself, I'll say Bremer Bank is seeking ideas to implement faster decisions for small agriculture loans within farmland, lines of credit, and term loans. Innovative ways to underwrite small risk in ag will allow for faster decisions and a better customer experience. Very good, Mark. Mark Schober from Bremer Bank. Appreciate your time today on the Ag Innovation News Podcast. Appreciate it as well. Thanks, Dan. 
Thanks for joining us today, and thank you for listening to the Ag Innovation News Podcast, presented by the Agricultural Utilization Research Institute of Minnesota. I want to thank our podcast crew, Eric Evans, the AURI Director of Communications, and Lisa Martinez, AURI Communications Coordinator and Editor of this production. The second installment of our discussion around the Bold Open and the Reverse Pitch Program will be a conversation with Dr. Elizabeth Clotus from Step One Foods. Join us for that. And to learn more about AURI, visit us at auri.org.